Okay, so this is Binget Corporation Petitioner versus Department of Environment and Natural Resources, Mines and Adjudication Board, and JG Reality and Mining Corporation Respondents. This is GR number 163101, February 13, 2008, a case about alternative dispute resolution. This is the ponente of this case is uh, Justice Velasco Jr. J. The instant petition of under Rule 65 of the Rules of Court seeks the annulment of the December 2, 2002 decision and March 17, 2004 resolution of the Department of Environment and Natural Resources Mining Adjudication Board. So what is being questioned is uh, the annulment of the decision of the Department of Environment Natural Resources Mining Adjudication Board in MAB case number 012401 Mines Administrative Case number RM2001 entitled Binget Corporation versus JG Reality Mining Corporation. The December 2, 2002 decision upheld in the March 19, 2001 decision and the MAB panel of arbitrators or the POA no, or that's the panel of arbitrators which cancelled the royalty agreement with or option purchase RAWOP dated June 1, 1987 between Binget and JG Reality and excluded Binget from the joint mineral production sharing agreement or the M. PSA. So, MPSA means Mineral Production Sharing Agreement. Application over four mining claims. Okay. The March 17, 2004 resolution denied Binget's motion for a reconsideration. So, what are the facts of the case? In June 1, 1987, Binget, oh, Binget JG Realty entered into a RAWOP. So, what is an R-A-W-O-P it is a royalty agreement with option to purchase no? again it is a royalty agreement with option to purchase okay so that is the meaning of R-A-W-O-P wherein the JG Real- Realty was acknowledged as the owner of four mining claims respect respect Name as Bonito 1, Bonito 2, and Bonito 3, and Bonito 4, with a total area of 288.86.56 hectares. No? Situated in Barangay Luklukam, Sitio Bagong Bayan, sit- Municipality of Jose Panginiban, Camarines, Norte. The parties, the parties executed a supplemental agreement dated June 1, 1987. The mining claims were covered by the MPSA application number APSA V0009 jointly filed by JG Realty as a claim owner and Binget as operator. So therefore, JG Realty is a claim owner and Binget is the operator. Okay, so that's Binget Corporation. Huh? Binget Corporation as yeah. In the, what is the RAWOP again? It is the royalty agreement with option to purchase. In the royalty agreement with option to purchase, Binget obligated itself to perfect the rights of the mining claims. So remember, Binget here is the operator. Or otherwise acquired the mining rights of the mineral claims. So therefore, Binget here obligated itself to perfect the rights for mining claims or otherwise he wanted to acquire the mining rights to the mineral claims. Within 24 months from the execution of the RAWOP or the, again, RAWOP is the Again, the RAWOP here is the royalty agreement with option to purchase. No? Okay. So, within 24 months of the execution of the RAWOP, okay, so royalty agreement with option to purchase, Binget should also cause the examination of the mining claims 
for the purpose of determining no for the purpose of determining whether or not they are worth developing with a reasonable probability of profitable production okay so that's the intent here no we wanted uh, they want to determine if they're worth developing so that they can also see if it's profitable binget you know, or the operator here binget undertook also to furnish JG Realty no, with a report on the examination within reasonable time after the completion of the examination. Moreover, also within the examination period, Binget shall conduct all necessary exploration in accordance with the prepared exploration program. If it chooses to do so before the expiration of the examination program, Binget may undertake to develop the mining claims upon written notice notice of the JG Realty. Now, so Binget may undertake to develop the mining claims written notice of JG Realty. Binget must then place the mining claims into Binget Corporation must then place the mining claims into commercial productive stage within 24 months from the written notice. It also provided that the royalty agreement with option to purchase or the rawo that uh, it's also provided on that that if the mining claims were placed in a commercial production by Binget, JG Realty should be entitled to a royalty of 5%. No? 5%. So it's JG, JG Realty is the claim owner here no? and Binget is the operator. Okay, so they are to give no 5% of the net value reliable uh, value and to the royalty of for any production done by Binget whether during the examination or the development of the goods. So remember Binget here is the operator. Binget is the operator while the JG Realty is the claim owner. That is very important. JG is the claim owner and Binget Corporation is the operator. Okay. Thus, on August 9, 1989, the Executive Vice President of Binget Corporation, Antonio N. Takuling, issued a letter informing JG Realty of its intention to develop the mining claims. However, in February 9, 1999, JG Realty, through its president, Johnny L. Tan, then sent a letter to the president of Binget informing the latter that it was terminating the royalty agreement with option to purchase you know, on the following grounds. The fact that your company has failed to perform the obligation set forth by the, the royalty agreement with option to purchase, you know, for instance, to undertake undertake development works within two years from the execution of the agreement violation of the contract by allow, allowing high graders to operate on our own claim no and number three no stipulation was provided with respect to the term limit of the royalty agreement with option to purchase non-payment of royalties thereon as provided by the royalty agreement with option to purchase in response, Binget's manager for legal services, Rinaldo M. Mendoza, write, write JG PLT. A letter dated March 8, 1999, therein alleging that Binget compiled with its obligations under the under the RAWOP or the Royalty Agreement with uh, option to purchase by investing $42.4 million to rehabilitate the mines and that the commercial operation was hampered by the non-issuance of a mine's temporary permit by the Mines and Geosciences Bureau or MGB. Which must be considered as force majeure. No? Since wala man ito yung ako, no? uh, there is no issuance, so this is his contention. No? He wanted to say that uh, he find it hard because there was non-issuance of mines temporary permit of mines geosciences or the MGB. Okay, it was hampered by the non-issuance. Entitling Binget to an extension of time to prosecute such permit. 
Benguet, however, claimed that the high graders mentioned by JJ Realty are already operating near Benguet's uh, taking over the premises and that JG Realty had the obligation of ejecting such small-scale miners. Binget also alleged that the nature of the mining business made it difficult to specify the time limit for the royalty agreement with option to uh, purchase. No, Binget then argued that the royalties due to JG Realty were in fact in its office and ready to be picked up anytime. It appeared that previously the practice by JG Realty was to pick up checks from Binget representing such royalties. However, starting August 1984, JG Realty already refused to collect such checks from Binget Corporation. Thus, Binget posited that there was no valid ground for the termination of the royalty agreement with option to purchase. It also reminded JG Realty that it should submit the disagreement to arbitration rather than unilaterally terminating the RAWUP no, or the royalty agreement with option to purchase. Again, it is Binget uh, that posited that there was no valid ground for termination of the royalty agreement no, with option to purchase. It also reminded JG Realty that it would it should submit no, before rescissioning the contract. Binget here doesn't really want to stop the the contract, no. So he is saying that JG Realty should submit the agreement this agreement to the arbitration rather than just saying that I don't want any more. No? So it's the claim owner here. On June 7, 2000, JG Realty filed a petition of JG Realty filed a petition of declaration of nullity and cancellation of the royalty agreement no? with option to purchase with Ligas PCT PoA Region 5 jacketed as DNR case number 2001 are entitled JG Realty versus Minget Corporation. On March 19, 2001, the POA or the Panel of Arbitrators, no, that's the meaning of POA, Panel of Arbitrators, um, they actually issued a decision. no. So they filed a petition of nullity no, with the Gaspi City Panel of Arbitration. Arbitrators. Jacketed as DNR case number, no, so that's it. On March 19, 2001, the panel of arbitrators issued a decision dwelling upon the issues of one, whether the arbitrators had jurisdiction over the case and whether Binget violated the royalty agreement, justifying the unilateral cancellation of the RAWOP or the royalty agreement by JG Realty. The dispositive uh, portion stated, Wherefore, premises considered the June 1, 1987 royalty agreement with option to purchase and its supplemental agreement is hereby declared cancelled and without effect. Binget is hereby exclusive from the joint MPSA application. No, So, the MPSA application here, as stated here, is already in the decision is hereby excluded from the joint MPSA application over the mineral claims denominated as Bonito 1, Bonito 2, Bonito 3, and Bonito 4. So that is the claim. Again, uh, the claim owner is JG. So the decision of the arbitrators, again, is the decision. Okay, so Bingit Corporation doesn't want it to be rescinded. And uh, it is therefore the JG Realty who wanted it to be rescinded, but the court, or I mean the POA or the panel of arbitrators, favored JG Realty. No, so they favored. Let's just write it here. Favored JG Realty on the recession of the Rao or the royalty agreement. Okay. Therefore, uh, the Binget Corporation automatically filed a notice of appeal. 
with the MAB, no, Mines Adjudication Board. On April 23, 2001, docketed as Mines Administrative Case Number 2001. Therefore, the Mines Education Board issued the sale December 2 decision. Binget then filed a motion for reconsideration. Binget then filed a motion for reconsideration for the sale decision, which was denied on March 17, resolution of Mir Aquat. So again, docketed as Mines Thereafter, uh, the Mines Education Board issued an sale December 2. 2000 decision no binget then filed a motion for reconsideration and of the sale decision which was denied march 4 hence uh, binget filed the instant petition still still they did not win no in the mines adjudication board because uh, they all started with the panel of arbitrators and then they went to the mines adjudication board still it was rejected and so this the, the the petition in the Supreme Court. So what are the issues? There was a serious and palpable error when the honorable board failed to rule that the contractual obligation of the parties to arbitrate under the royal agreement is mandatory. The honorable board exceeded its jurisdiction. So first there was a serious palpable error when the honorable board or the POA no failed to rule. Uh, no, sorry, it's the Mine Adjudication Board failed to rule that the contractual obligation of parties to arbitrate under royalty agreement is mandatory. And then, the Honorable Board so they are trying to say uh, the, the MB, the MAB failed to rule that the contractual obligation of the parties to arbitrate under the royal agreement is mandatory. The Honorable Board exceeded its jurisdiction when it sustained the cancellation of the royalty for the alleged breach of contract despite the absence of evidence. Then the question decision of the Honorable Board in cancelling the royalty agreement with option to, to, to pay prejudice no, the substantial rights of Binget under the contract of the unjust enrichment of JG Realty. We stated the issues are should the controversy have been submitted to the arbitration between the before the related to the issues are should the controversy have been submitted to arbitration before the POA uh, the panel of arbitrators took cognizance of the case So, the, the question here is, did it really actually go to the POA? Because there was a mention in of POA here. Now, in March 19, 2001, the POA issued a decision dwelling upon the issues whether the arbitrators have jurisdiction over the case and whether Binget violated the RAWOP justifying the unilateral cancellation of the So, the dispositive portion stated, Wherefore, premises considered in June 1, 1987, and the supplemental agreement is hereby therefore cancelled and without effect. Binget is hereby excluded from the joint MPSA application. So, let's look at the meaning of MPCSA. It means Mineral Production and Sharing Agreement over the four mining claims. So, the question here is. POA is panel of arbitrators but they did not actually go to any panel no any arbitration they just went to a panel of arbitrators in the DNR yes that's correct so the, definitely the panel of arbitrators here are not alternative dispute arbitrators or a tribunal but instead in March 19 they went directly to the DNR region no, with a panel of arbitrators. The Gaspi City Panel of Arbitrators Region 5 docketed as DNR case number 2001. 
Okay, so therefore, there was no... Uh, that's why the issues here is that there were a serious palpable error when the Honorable Board failed to rule that the contractual obligation of the parties to arbitrate under the royalty agreement is mandatory. Sila ni Agi Anna. Then the Honorable Board exceeded its jurisdiction when it sustained the cancellation of the royalty agreement for alleged breach of contract despite the absence of evidence. No, so they actually exceeded it when they sustained uh, the cancellation of the royalty agreement because that's what they did. They really sustained the uh, the cancellation of the breach of uh, for alleged breach of court contract and there was absence of evidence so it was not proven according to them and then number three the question decision of the honorable board the the question decision of the honorable board in canceling the royalty the question decision of the honorable board in cancelling the royalty agreement prejudice the substantial rights of Benguet under the contract of the unjust enrichment of JG Realty. Restated the issues are should the controversy have first been submitted to arbitration before the panel of arbitrators took cognizance of the case? Was the cancellation of the royalty agreement supported by evidence? No, okay. Their claim is that it was without evidence. And did the cancellation of the royalty agreement amount to unjust enrichment for JG Realty at the expense of Binget? So this is the question here. So what is the court's ruling? Before we dwell to the substantive issues, we find that the instant petition can be denied outright as Binget resorted to improper remedy. The last paragraph of Section 79 of Republic Act 7942 of the Philippine Mining Act of 1995 states a petition for review of certiorari and question of law may be filed by the aggrieved party with the supreme court within 30 days from the receipt of the order of decision of the mere uh, the mines and adjudication board again no the last paragraph of section 79 of republic act number 7942 of the philippine act of 1995 states a petition for review of certiorari question of law may be filed by the aggrieved party with the Supreme Court within 30 days from the receipt of the order or rescission of the map. However, this court had already invalidated such provision in Carpio versus Sulu Resources Development Corp. ruling that the decision of the map must be first appealed to the CA. No, so, so remember that uh, under uh, Rule 43 of the Rules of Court, before we recourse to this court, may we had we held thus to summarize there are sufficient legal footings authorizing the review of the MAB decision under Rule 43 of the Rules of Court. First, Section 30, Article 6 of the 1987 Constitution mandates that no law shall be passed increasing the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court as provided in this Constitution without its advi- advice and consent. On the other hand, Section 79 of RA 7942 provides that the decisions of the MAB or the Mines Education Board may be reviewed by this court on a petition of review for certiorari. This provision is obviously an expansion of the court's appellate jurisdiction, no, an expansion to which the court is not has not consented. So they cannot, you cannot. This is the doctrine here. You cannot increase the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court without its advice and consent and then they they never <laughs> okay so you can never that's that's a constitution no Okay. So obviously for the Supreme Court this is an expansion of their appellate jurisdiction. Indiscriminate enactment of legislation enlarging the appellate jurisdiction of the court would unnecessarily burden it because uh, the rationale of that is that it will unnecessarily burden them. 
Second, when the Supreme Court, in the exercise of its rule-making power, transfers the Court of Appeals pending cases in, involving a review of quasi-judicial body decisions, no? such transfer relates only to procedure. Hence, it does not impair the substantive and vested rights of the parties. The aggrieved parties or right to appeal is preserved. What is charged, what is changed is only the procedure by which the appeal is to be made or decided. The parties still have a remedy and a competent tribunal to grant this remedy. Third, uh, the revised rules of civil procedure included Rule 43 to provide a uniform rule on appeals from quasi-judicial agencies. Under the rule, appeals from their judgments and final orders are now required to be brought to the CA on a verified petition for review. A quasi-judicial agency or body has been defined as an organ of government other than the court or legislator, which affects the rights of private parties through... Uh, yes. So let's also take note of the second uh, argument. So second, when the Supreme Court, in the exercise of its rulemaking power, because it has the rulemaking power, they transferred it to the Court of Appeals. So pending cases involving a review of a quasi-judicial body decision such as transfer relates only to procedure. Hence, it does not impair the substantive and vested rights of the parties. The aggrieved parties' rights to appeal is preserved and what is changed is only the procedure. So, they have the rule and they have the power to issue on this case because they have they have uh, this is purely procedural and there are no uh, there are no substantive or vested rights that will be impaired. So the aggrieved party's right to appeal is preserved. What is changed is only the procedure by which the appeal is to be made or decided. The parties still have remedy and a competent tribunal to grant this remedy. Third, the revised rules of civil procedure included Rule 43 to provide a uniform rule on appeals for quasi-judicial bodies. So, take note of this. It's very important that Rule 43 is the appeal for appeal for quasi-judicial for quasi-judicial bodies. So, again, hagbong nasadusha bodies. So, Rule 43, the rules of court. So, under the rule, appeals from their judgments and final orders are now required to be brought to the CA on a verified petition for review. A quasi-judicial agency or body has been defined as an organ of the government other than the court or legislature, which affects the rights of private parties, par- private parties to either adjudication or rulemaking. The MICE Ad- Adjudication Board falls under this definition. Hence, it's no different from other quasi-judicial bodies enumerated under Rule 43. Besides the introductory words in Section 1, Circular Number 191 among these agencies indicate that enumeration is not exclusive or conclusive and acknowledge the existence of other quasi-judicial agencies which do not expressly listed should be deemed included therein. Fourth, the court realizes that under the Batas Pambansa Bilang 129 as amended by RA 7902 or LP on, no? factual controversies are usually involved in decisions of quasi-judicial bodies and the Court of Appeals which is likewise tasked to resolve questions of fact has more elbow room to resolve them by exclu- including questions of fact among the issues that may be raised in an appeal of, from quasi-judicial agencies to the to the Court of Appeals, Section 3 of the Revised Administrative Circular Number 1-95 and Section 3 of Rule 43 explicitly expanded the list of such, such issues. So, uh, basically, what was being added here in RA-7902 is that factual controversies are usually involved no, when they questioned the decisions of the Court of Appeals. Okay, so basically, which is likewise tasked to resolve questions of fact, no? So if you file a a, a certiorari, I mean 
uh, under Rule 43, if you file, uh, you have more elbow room to resolve them because you can resolve questions of fact, including questions of fact among the issues that may be raised in appeal from, from quasi-judicial agencies of the CA, such as the Mu- uh, Min- uh, Mines and Bureau uh, Adjudication Board or the Mines Adjudication Board, then definitely you have more leeway under Rule 43. So according to Section 3 of Rule 43, appeal under this rule may be taken to the Court of Appeals within the period in the manner herein provided. No? Uh, whether the appeal involves questions of fact or law or mixed questions of law, fact and law. Hence, appeals for quasi-judicial agencies even only as questions of law may be brought to the CA. So according to Section 343, an appeal under the rule may be taken by the Court of Appeals within the period and in manner herein provided. Whether the appeal involves questions of fact, pwedisha, or law, or mixed questions of fact of law. So this <laughs> that's really a good... A question of the, uh, a good a way to appeal because you are not limited. Hence, appeals for quasi-judicial agencies even only on questions of law may be brought by the Court of Appeals. And fifth, the judicial policy of observing the hierarchy of courts dictates that the direct resort from administrative agencies to the court will not be entertained unless the redress desired cannot be obtained from the appropriate lower tribunals or unless exceptional and compelling circumstances justify availment of a remedy falling within and calling for the exercise of our primary jurisdiction. Fifth, the judicial policy of observing the hierarchy of courts dictates that the direct resort from administrative agencies to this court will not be entertained no, unless the redress desired cannot be obtained from the appropriate lower tribunals or unless exceptional and compelling circumstances justify the availment of a remedy falling within and calling for the exercise of our primary jurisdiction. The above principle was reiterated in Asafil Construction and Development Corporation versus Tuazon Jr. However, the Carpio ruling was not apply, up, applied to Asafil as a petition in the latter was filed in 1999 or three years before the promulgation of Carpio in 2002. Hence, the petition was filed in April 28, 2004 when Carpio decision was already applicable. Thus, Binget should have filed the appeal with the Court of Appeals. Petitioner having failed to properly appeal to CA under Rule 43, the decision of the Mines and Education Board has become final and executory. On this ground alone, the instant petition must be denied. And even if we entertain the petition, although being gets courted to an appeal to the CA via Rule 43, still the December 2, 2000 decision of March 17 resolution of the DNR Mines and Education Board in case number 012401 should be maintained. No? So the first issue, the case should have first been brought to voluntary arbitration before the POA. Sections 1101 and 1102 of the royalty with option to pay pertinently provide arbitration. Any disputes, differences, or disagreement between Benguet and the owner with reference to anything whatsoever pertaining to the agreement cannot be amicably settled by them shall be cause of any action or any kind whatsoever in any court or administrative agency but shall upon notice of one party to the other be referred to the board of arbitrators consisting of three members one to be selected by binget another to be selected by the owner and the third be selected by the aforementioned two arbitrators of an appointed so court action no uh, action shall be instituted in courts as to any matter in dispute as here in above stated except to enforce the decision of the majority of the arbitrators. Thus, Binget argues that the the POA or the panel of arbitrators should have first referred the case to voluntary arbitration before taking cognizance citing Section 2 of RA BLG or 876 on persons and matters subject to arbitration. On the other hand, denying such argument POA or the panel of arbitrators ruled that while the parties may establish such stipulation clauses, terms and conditions as they may seem convenient, the same must not be contrary to law and public policy. At a glance, there is nothing wrong with the terms and conditions of the agreement, but to the, 
to state that an aggrieved party cannot initiate an action without going to arbitration would be tying one's hand even if there is a law that allows him to do so. The Mines Adjudication Board, meanwhile, denied Binget's contention on the ground of estoppel, stating that beside its own act, Binget is already stopped in questioning the jurisdiction of the panel of arbitrators to hear and decide the case. As pointed out in the appeal decision, Binget initiated and filed an adverse claim docketed as MACRM 2002 over the same mining claims without undergoing contractual arbitration. In this particular case, MACRM 2002, now the subject of the appeal, Binget is likewise in estoppel from questioning the competence of the panel of arbitrators to hear and decide in the summary proceedings of JG's reality petition. When Binget itself did not merely move for the dismissal of the case but also moved uh, also filed an answer with counterclaim seeking affirmative relief from the panel of arbitrators. <laughs> yeah, so the the mines the MAB meanwhile denied Benges contention, but the contention of the Mines Education Board is very interesting because the contention of Binget here is that you know they should have gone there first, but as you can see by the actions of Binget Corporation, he is already stopped from questioning the jurisdiction because he himself submitted to the court's jurisdiction. Now, in the first place, as pointed out by the appeal decision, Binget initiated and filed an adverse claim no, docketed as MAC no, over the same mining claims without undergoing contractual arbitration. So he was the one who filed it. Just go. And then in this particular case, now subject to the appeal, Binget is likewise stopped from questioning the competence of the panel of arbitrators to hear and decide the summary proceedings. You know why? Because reality's petition when Binget itself did not merely move for the dismissal of the case but also filed an answer with counterclaim, seeking affirmative reliefs from the from the panel of arbitrators. So the act alone the act alone of seeking relief from uh from the panel of arbitrators therefore you were um he was stopped from doing uh from from assailing the jurisdiction of that particular court no so you were the one who submitted yourself to us and now you are questioning why we are you you are questioning the action itself in which you you yourself has filed a case under that jurisdiction so moreover the the mines adjudication board ruled that the contractual provision or arbitration merely provides for additional forum or venue and does not divest the panel of adver- ad, uh, arbitrators of the jurisdiction to hear the case in its july 2004 comment jg realty reiterated the above rulings of the panel of arbitrators and the Mines Education Board. It argued that Republic Act 7942, the Philippine Act of 1995, is a special law which should prevail over the stipulation of the parties and over a general law such as RA-876. It also argued that the panel of arbitrators cannot be considered as a court under the contemplation of RA-876 and that jurisprudence saying that there must be prior resort to arbitration before filing a case in the courts is inapplicable in the instant case as the panel of arbitrators in itself engage in arbitration. On this issue, we rule for Binget. No? Rule 2 of RA-876 elucidates the scope of arbitration. Okay, so what does it say? Section 2, persons and matters subject to arbitration. Two or more persons or parties may submit to arbitration of one or more arbitrators any controversy existing between them at the time of submission which the subject or an action or the parties to any contract may in such contract agree to settle by arbitration in a controversy thereafter arising between them. Such submission or contract shall be valid, enforceable, irrevocable, save upon such ground as exists at law for the revocation of a contract. 
Such a submission or contract may include questions arising of valuations, appraisals, or other controversies which may be collateral, incidental, precedent, or subsequent to any issue between the parties. In RA 9285, the Alternative Dispute Resolution Act of 2004, the Congress reiterated the efficacy of arbitration as an alternative mode of dispute resolution by stating in Section 32 thereof that domestic arbitration shall still be governed by RA 876. Clearly, a contractual stipulation that requires prior resort to voluntary arbitration before the parties can go directly to the court is not illegal and is in fact promoted by state. Thus, petitioner correctly cites several cases whereby arbitration causes have been upheld by the court. Moreover, the contention of RA-7942 prevails over RA-876 presupposes a conflict between the two laws. Such is not the case here. To reiterate, the availment of voluntary arbitration before the court is made to the courts of quasi-judicial agencies of the government is a valid contractual stipulation that must be adhered to by the parties as stated in Section 6 and 7 of R876. Section 6. Hearing by Court A party aggrieved by the failure, neglect, or refusal of another to perform under an agreement in writing providing for arbitration may petition the court for an order directing that such arbitration proceed in the manner provided for in such agreement. Five-day notice in writing of the hearing of such application shall be served personally or by registered mail under the party in default. The court shall hear parties upon being satisfied that the making of the agreement or such failure to comply therewith is not an issue. Shall make an order directing the parties to proceed to arbitration in accordance with the terms of the agreement. If the making of the agreement of default or default be an issue in the court, shall proceed to summarily hear such issue. If the finding be that no agreement in writing providing the arbitration was made and there is no default in the proceeding thereunder, the proceeding shall be dismissed. If the finding be that the written provision for the arbitration was made and there is default in the proceeding thereunder, an order shall be made summarily directing the parties to proceed with arbitration in accordance with the terms thereof. Stay of the civil action. If any suit or proceeding be brought upon an issue arising out of agreement uh, providing for the arbitration thereof, the court in such suit or proceeding is pending upon being satisfied that the issue involved in such suit, suit or proceeding is referable to arbitration, shall stay the action or proceeding until an arbitration has been had in accordance with the terms of the agreement provided that the applicant for the stay is not in default preceding such arbitration. In other words, in other words, no? In other words, in the event a case that should properly be the subject of voluntary arbitration is erroneously filed with the courts of quasi-judicial agencies or in motion of def defendant, the court or the quasi-judicial agencies are determined such Contractual provision for arbitration is sufficient and effective. So, one ilang unang muhaton. So, you have to determine first if kuan ba, uh, is it sufficient and effective. If affirmative, the court and quasi judicial agencies shall turn over the, uh, the, the, the enforcement of the said provi provision. No, besides in BF Corporation Court appeals, we already ruled. In this connection, it bears stressing that the court has lost its jurisdiction over the case. Section 7 of the Republic Act 876 provides that proceedings therein have only been stayed no, after the special proceedings of arbitrations have been pursued and completed then the lower court may confirm. So they will just wait no, and then they can confirm the award. JG's realty contention. So here, this is a very important uh, what to do for courts. When there is a stipulation for ADR. So here, now these are the steps that you have to do. Okay. 
GJ Realty's contention that the prior resort for arbitration is unveiling in the instant case because of the public attorney's mandate. Ano, sorry, not public attorney's. The a panel of arbitrators, adjudicators mandate to arbitrate. No? So, POA here is... Let's look at it here. Panel of arbitrators. So, what is the contention of JG? No. JG's reality contention that the prior to the resort of arbitration is unveiling in the instant case because POA's mandate is to arbitrate disputes involving mineral agreements is misplaced. The distinction must be made between voluntary and compulsory arbitration. No. You should be able to distinguish between the two. No. Okay? In in Ludo Lim Corporation versus Sardina, the court has occasion to distinguish between the two types of arbitrations. Comparatively, in the Reformist Union RB Liner Incorporated versus NLRC, compulsory arbitration has been defined. Now let's take note of this. Has been defined both as as the process of settlement of labor disputes by government agency which has the authority to investigate and to make an award which is binding to all parties as a mode of arbitration where the parties are compelled to accept the resolution of their dispute by a third party. So that is compulsory arbitration. While voluntary arbitrator in the other hand is not part of the governmental unit or labor's department's personnel said arbitrator renders arbitration services provided for under labor laws. So, voluntary is not a part of governmental unit or a labor department's personnel. There is a clear distinction between compulsory and voluntary arbitration. So, this is what the court said. The arbitration provided by the panel of arbitrator arbitrators is kung ka, panel of arbitration is compulsory, while the nature of the arbitration provided by the uh, RAWUP is voluntary not involving any government agency. Thus, JG Realty's argument on this matter must fail. No, sayo pang iya because JG's contention is that dili ko na sila mag, uh, it's already done because uh, the panel of arbitrators is already is already considered arbitration. But that's not the case because that is compulsory arbitration. Uh, what is stipulated in the Realty Agreement or the RAWU is that it is a voluntary form of arbitration as JG's realities contention that the provisions of 876 cannot apply to the instant case which involves an administrative agency it must be pointed out that section 11.01 of the RAWOP states that any controversy which regard to the contract shall not cause any action of any kind whatsoever in any court or administrative agency but shall Upon notice of one party to the other, be referred to the board of arbitrators consisting of three members, one of the selected by Binget, another selected by the owner, and third to be selected by aforementioned two arbitrators so appointed. So there can be no quibbling that the POA is a quasi-judicial body, which forms parts of the part of the DNR, an administrative agency. Hence, the provision of the mandatory resort to arbitration fairly entered by the parties must be held binding against them. So in sum, on the issue whether the POA should have referred the case to voluntary arbitration, we find indeed that POA has no jurisdiction over the dispute which is governed by RA 876, the arbitration law. However, we find that Benguet is already stopped from questioning POA's jurisdiction. <laughs> and you know why, diba? Because he already... Uh, submitted himself to such jurisdiction as it were when JG Realty filed the inner case number 2001 Binget filed its answer and participated in the proceedings before the POA Region 5 secondly when the adverse March 19, 2000 was rendered it filed an appeal with the in the minds of university case and again participated in the mal proceedings when adverse uh, when the adverse December 2, 2000 team of decision was prorogated it even filed a motion for reconsideration with the Mines and Adjudication Board. 
With the adverse March 17 resolution, Binget filed again a petition for the court pursuant to Section 79, no? RA 7942, impliedly recognizing the uh, Mines Education Board's jurisdiction. In this factual milieu, the court rules that the jurisdiction of the POA and the Mines Education Board can no longer be questioned by Binget late hour. What Binget should have done was immediately challenge the POA's jurisdiction by special civil action for certiorari when POA ruled that it has been jurisdiction over the dispute. To redo the proceedings fully participated in by the parties after the lapse of seven years from the date of institution, no, the original action, no, meaning seven years has already passed. No? Seven years. It would be an anathema to the speedy and efficient administration of justice. We go now to the second issue, the cancellation of the royalty agreement with option to pay was supported by evidence. The cancellation of the royalty agreement with option to pay by the POA was based on two grounds. First is Binget's failure for JG's royalties, royalties, uh, realties, royalties for the mining claims. So that's the first one. Binget as the corporation operator failed to provide being JG's uh, realties royalties for the mining claims. Binget's failure to seriously pursue the MPSA application number APSA V009 over the mining claims. So the second uh, basis is that it fails to seriously pursue the MPSA application. No, because uh, as you, as we can remember, the there was a there was a problem with the permits. As the royalties, Binget claims that the checks representing the payments for the royalties of JG Realty were available for pickup in its office, and it is the latter which refused to claim them. So, Shamui Wan is so good. Binget then thus concludes that it did not violate the Rao for non payment of royalties. Further, Binget reasons that JG Realty has the burden of proving that the former did not pay any royalties following the principle that complainants must prove their affirmative allegations. With regard to the failure to pursue the MPSA, Binget claims that the lengthy time of approval of the application is due to the failure of the MGB to approve it. In other words, Binget argues that the approval of the application is solely in the hands of MGB. Binget's arguments are bereft of merit. Section 14 of 05, the royalty agreement with option to pay provides that bank account owner shall maintain a bank account at any other bank from time to time selected by the owner with notice in writing to Binget where Binget shall deposit the owner's credit and in any advances and payments which become due to the owner under this agreement as well as the purchase price herein agreed upon in the event Binget shall exercise the option to purchase provided for in the, in the agreement and all deposits so made by Binget shall be null and complete. Acquittance release the Binget from any further liability to the owner of the amounts represented by such deposits. So there should be a bank account. Evidently, the royalty agreement with option to pay itself provides for the mode of royalty payment by Binget. The fact that there was a previous practice whereby JG Realty picked up the checks from Binget is unavailing. The mode of payment is embodied in the contract between the parties. As such, the contract must be considered the law between the parties binding on both. Thus, the JG Realty informed Binget of the bank account which, where deposits of its royalties may be made. Binget had the obligation to deposit the checks. JG Realty had an obligation to furnish Binget with board resolution considering the royalty award with option to pay itself provided for such a payment scheme. Notably, Binget's claim that JG Realty must prove non-payment of its royalties is both illogical and unsupported by law and jurisprudence. The allegation of non-payment is not a positive allegation as claimed by Binget. Let's take note of that. The allegation of non-payment is a positive allegation as claimed by Binget. Rather, such is a negative allegation. Okay? So, the non-payment is a negative allegation that does not require proof 
and in fact transfers the burden of proof to Binget because he is the one alleging that that there has been okay such is a negative allegation that does not require proof and in fact transfers the burden of proof to Binget thus this court ruled in Jimenez versus National Labor Relations Commission as a general rule one who pleads payment has the burden of proving it even if uh, even where the plaintiff must allege non-payment the general rule is that the burden rests on the defendant to prove payment rather than on the plaintiff to prove non-payment the debtor has the burden of showing with legal certainty that the obligation has been discharged by the payment so may but pasabot ani as a general rule one kinsa tong ni demand ani ni sulti no mo allege nga nakabayad na siya siya moy mo prove ana nga nakabayad na siya so even where the plaintiff mingon nga wala siya nakabayad the general rule is that the burden rests on the defendant nga mo prove ka nga nakabayad na ka rather than the plaintiff to move non payment because ikaw mo sige tagagresibo so you have the documents so it is your burden of proof honest probande to actually prove that you have paid because you're the one who paid no even if your 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 um uh the plaintiff or the other party will claim that you did not pay it is by virtue of uh, the natural order of things for you to prove that you are the one who paid no this is your burden of proof So again, the doctrine here is that the debtor has the burden of showing with legal certainty that the obligation has been discharged by payment. And that is a scene in uh, the C- in GR number 116990. No? So uh, that's very important. In the instant case, the obligation of Benguet to pay royalties to JG Realty has been admitted and supported by provisions of the royalty award Thus, the burden to prove such obligation rests on Binget. No, it should also be borne in mind that that the MPSA application has been pending with the MGB for a considerable length of time. Binget, in the royalty agreement, obligated itself to perfect the rights for the mining claims, or otherwise acquire the mining rights for the mineral claims, but failed to present any evidence showing that it exerted efforts to speed up and have the application approved. In fact, Binget never even alleged that it continuously followed up with the application of the MGB and that it was in constant communication with the government agency for the expeditious resolution of the application. Such allegations would show that indeed Binget was remiss in prosecuting the MPCA application and clearly failed to comply with the obligation of the royalty ward. Third issue. There is unjust enrichment in the instant case. Based on the following discussion, the cancellation of the royalty agreement with option to pay was based on valid grounds and is therefore justified. The necessary implication of the cancellation is the cessation of Binget's right to prosecute the MPCA application and to further develop such mining claims. In Carpool Philippines versus Osho Reality Development Corporation, we define unjust enrichment as follows. unjust enrichment? We held that there is just enrichment when a person unjustly retains a benefit to the loss of another. When a person retains money or property of another against the fundamental principles of justice, equity, and good conscience. Article 22 of the Civil Code provides that every person who through an act of performance of another or other means acquires or comes into possession of something at the expense of the latter without just or legal ground shall return the same to him. The principle of unjust enrichment under Article 22 requires two conditions. First, that the person benefited without valid basis or justification. So, sa may mga foundations sa Article 22, nga ang tao, nakabenefit siya, pero walay valid basis or justification. There is no reason behind it. And two, nakabenefit ka, pero you derive it at the expense of another person, at the expense or damage of that person. So first one is talks about without justification or basis. There's no basis for your enrichment. 
Number two is because you have been enriched at the expense of another person. No, at the expense of damage of another person. Okay, so uh, again, uh, we would just like to read you know, the dispositive portion of the dis- decision of the Supreme Court. It says here that clearly there is no unreach, um, there is no unjust enrichment in the instant case as the cancellation of the rawup or the royalty award, uh, royalty agreement with option to pay which left Bang Binget without any legal right to participate in the further developing of the minor claims, was brought about by its violation of the royalty agreement with option to pay. Hence, Binget has no one to blame but itself for its predicament. Wherefore, we dismiss the petition and affirm the December 2, 2002 decision and March 17, 2004 resolution of the DNR um, Mines and Adjudication Board in the case number 012401 upholding the cancellation of June 1, 1987 royalty award agreement with option to pay number and this is for no cost so this is a very interesting case because as we can see here there was a good discussion about the 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 procedures in order for uh, the courts in order to properly adjudicate uh, to proceed how you would proceed as to if there are uh, stipulations in the contract in the ADR so just to summarize the first thing that the courts should do is that you should be uh, you should be able to determine first if there is a valid um ADR clause in their contract and if so you have to stay the proceedings of the court and then afterwards you can affirm no so and then as to the argument of because there are two parties here we know the Binget Corporation and the JG Realty here okay yes so that's the other side they are claiming that the the similarities no between POA or the panel of arbitrators they 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 were claiming as an counter argument with the Benguet because Benguet is insisting that they would go for arbitration but uh, the other side uh, would like to contend that the panel of arbitrators is already okay no but the thing is, it's not that way. No. You have to distinguish between voluntary and compulsory arbitration. Okay, so it has been distinguished here in the court that there are two kinds of arbitration. The first one is volun- um, is compulsory, and it has been defined here clearly. No, the process of settlement of uh, its compulsory has been defined as the process of settlement of labor disputes by government agency which has the authority to investigate and to make an award so it involves government agencies while a voluntary arbitrator is not part of the government unit or labor department's personnel and um, the court said that in the rao or the in the royalty agreement with option to pay the stipulation there was very clearly the voluntary version so they could have uh, that is that is clearly a valid uh, argument from the side. However, there was a very good discussion of the estoppel, no? Because as we all know, when you submit yourself to the jurisdiction of the court, when you file a motion for reconsideration, no, even filing filing a case there or filed an answer, you are already stopped, no? So the court actually enumerated all of these actions by Binget which make him stop from questioning the POA's jurisdiction. No, so it was JG Realty who filed the case but Binget filed an answer. So you are already submitting yourself. 
then you even filed a motion for reconsideration. Okay, so you can no longer question the POAS jurisdiction and it took seven years already. You cannot already undo uh, what you have originally submitted yourself into. And then the second issue is the cancellation of the rawo was supported by evidence. Uh, so the the court actually tells us that the argument of Binger that uh, there were two arguments here that there was failure to pay uh, the royalties for mining claims and then he actually claimed that the, the checks are already available in the office. Well, the court looked at the agreement in the Raup and they found out that in the bank account, there there was a bank account stipulation there in section 1405 that they have to deposit it there, not to pick it up in the office. Okay, and then the alleged non-payment, no, uh, the the Binget did not, um, is actually claiming that he, uh, realty must prove non-payment. So he has to prove nga wala siya kabayad of its royalties is actually illogical for the court because the moment uh, the one who actually pays should has the honest probande to actually prove that he has already paid. Okay, so that is his that that should be the case. Now the debtor has the burden of showing with legal certainty that the obligation has been discharged by payment. Okay, so that is according to jurisprudence. By rule, the one who pleads payment has the burden of proving it. Okay, so also in the third issue, there is no unjust enrichment of the instant case. There has been a clear discussion you know, that there other Article 22 of the Civil Code unjust enrichment uh, provisions there has two dimensions. The first dimension is that you were unjustly enriched without a valid ground or valid reason. Number two is with your enrichment you have caused damage or so-called you have deprived another person it's an an expense for another person so in that case in here all the enrichment that is claimed by by j uh, by binget and just enrichment in the part of jg realty has a basis so therefore the court said that there is no unjust enrichment here okay so the, that is basically the case here Binkit Corporation versus Department of Environment and Natural Resources Mines Adjudication Board Realty and Mining Corporation GR number 163101 February 13, 2008 so I'll see you next uh, in our next jurisprudence thank you